I like him because he's not politically correct. He's not politically correct. Look, dude, we're not asking you to be politically correct all the time. What we're asking you to be is, well, not racist. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, how are you doing? Welcome to episode two, numero dos of JSC Radio. I really appreciate any and all of you that took a second, took a few minutes to listen to episode one. I know this is a work in progress, and this is going to continue to grow and roll along and roll along, and at least for the time being, you know, as this show starts to get its feet underneath it and eventually gets to the point where I might be able to get a few guests on the show. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, because who the hell would want to talk to me anyway? I would would like to say that the way this is going to work is this is going to be like a series of conversations blogs, if you will. And I'm just going to have some fun here. I'm going to have some fun with some of the the subject matter we go over. We try not to get too serious here. We try not to get into too much heavy, heavy stuff going on in this show, at least for right now. But there's the, the thing about this particular show, we're going to talk about, well, how we talk to each other, how we deal with each other. And initially, this was just going to be a social media thing. And yeah, social media is going to play a big role in, you know, what the subject matter of this show is. By the way, speaking of social media, you can follow me at jscottsmith. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Get at me. And um, I guess you could say social media, I mean, it plays a huge part in everybody's life. Social media is a wonderful thing. It can be. It can help you reconnect with people. It can help you network. It can help you get to know cats in different parts of the world. I've gotten to know a lot of journalists, both professional. I've been able to help mentor. I mean, it does a lot of really cool things with it. I I follow people on Twitter that, yes, I've actually met in real life. When you see me, like, occasionally chat back and forth with Jamel Hill or Michelle Beadle, I know I just dropped a couple of big-ass names right on the ground. Sue me. Yes, when you see me chat back and forth with them, it's because I actually have at least a way of interacting with them. Of course I know Jamel Hill. I mean, we both went to Michigan State, for God's sake. I don't think it's that difficult of an idea that I might know some of these people. But I see that now we've gotten to 2016, and this world has changed. This world is different. And for all the wonderful things about Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and there are people who are on Snapchat, and there's people who are on LinkedIn for the true professionals. And by the way, just a little side note, LinkedIn is not Facebook. I don't want to see pictures of your very adorable kids, your very adorable pups, or your really weird and kind of silly inspirational messages. I don't want to see them on LinkedIn. Take that over to Facebook. We're, We're not here for that mess. Anyway, for all the good things that are on social media, there's a whole lot of crap on social media because there's a lot of people who seem to think that they are entitled to say whatever they want to whoever they want on social media without repercussions. And I just wonder what the hell has happened to the dialogue in today's society. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to remember when if you weren't willing to say it to somebody's face, you wouldn't say it. And I'm not that old, mind you. I'm not one of these old geezers who said, back in my day, we could say whatever we wanted. And I mean, yeah, that kind of ties into a certain political figure that kind of caused a really big hullabaloo in one of my favorite cities, Chicago, last weekend. Might get a little bit onto that in a second. But um, what kills me is, is that we're to a point in this society where we just don't give a damn. 
we will talk to anybody any old sort of way as long as it's online. Because if you, and you don't even have to take my word for it, just run up and down your average Facebook page and see the combative nature of people online. People get a whole lot of beard balls when they get online. Yes, I said beard balls. I, I said it is when somebody gets liquored up and suddenly they decide they want to step to someone. Well, that's what happens online. And I see it every day. My thing is, I tend not to engage people on social media. I don't. I sure as hell am not engaging you on Twitter, so don't try me. My block hand is very strong. I'm out here like the Kimbe Mutombo on cats who come and correct to me on Twitter. I don't have time for this. I wonder how Jamel puts up with it. I wonder how Michelle Beadle puts up with it. I wonder how so many of these high-profile reporters that work for NBC and ABC and CNN and CBS put up with this garbage out of these mouth breathers on Twitter. It, it, it's bizarre to me because the funny thing is the things you say to people on Twitter, you would never say to their face, ever. And if you say you would, you're either lying or you're crazy. And, I mean, I know this is a line that's been used so many times, and I know Jay-Z made it most popular when he said, A wise man told me don't argue with fools, because people from a distance can't tell who is who. Exactly. And I I can't I, I can't get with it. And, I, and I'm trying to figure out where it, where it happened. Because Twitter used to be fun. Twitter was really fun for a long time. Twitter was fun for me. It seriously was. Twitter was fun for me. The reason, for those of you who may not know me, and I've got about nearly 2,000 followers on Twitter, which I don't know how the hell that happened. Whoa. But I've got nearly 2,000 followers on Twitter, and a fair amount of them started following me because what I used to do is I would get on Twitter, and I would tweet during the Detroit Lions games. And, yeah, and you can only imagine what a wonderful exercise and futility that would be, depending on the particular season. In fact, it was 2008 was when I started. And everybody who's from Detroit and knows the Lions, we all know what happened in 2008 with them. It was not good. And they went more than a calendar year without a victory. And my thing was, I would tweet during the Lions. This was before tweeting during a sporting event was a real thing. I would tweet during Lions games to keep my sanity. It was never because I enjoyed the Lions. I was not a, I, I, well, I was a Lions fan. I still am. I mean, for better or worse, it's like some people are addicted to heroin. I'm stuck on the Detroit Lions. Damn. And I did this as a way to kind of reach out to other Lion fans just to be entertaining. And my follower count went through the roof because of just the goofy shit that I would say about the Detroit Lions. And it was fun. It was really damn fun. One must remember, everybody grows, and Facebook has this wonderful thing where they have memories. Like, they'll show, hell, they have memories going back 11 and 12 years on there. I didn't realize Facebook had been around that long, and they've had, they got things on there going back 11 and 12 damn years. And you can see how much you age and how much you change, and you can see the stupid things that you said 12 years earlier. I snatched 12 years off my age, I'd be 24 years old. I was a much different person at age 24 than I am today at 36, aside from, you know, the obvious, having a lot less hair up top and having a much lower tolerance. But you see the things you say, and I wonder that if someone were to pull out the, the old memory mirror in about five to seven years on a lot of you people, how would you feel if you see how you talk to people and how you act online? I don't think you'll like it. I don't think you'll like it at all. 
In fact, I think you'll be embarrassed by it. I see the messages people send each other on Twitter. I see the horse crap that you send to each other on Facebook. I see the foolishness you do on Instagram, even though admittedly the memes are really great. Like high quality, high, high quality. But, I mean, trust me, I'd love to put a crying Jordan face on just about anything. Hell, hell, at some point when I get big enough, someone's probably going to put a crying Jordan face on the JSC logo. And you know what? It may be me. But that's for, that's for another time and another space. But I see the way that y'all talk to each other. And I just wonder in five years, because some of you don't have kids. But I wonder when some of you have kids in like 10 years and here comes Facebook pulling up that little memory bank and it shows some of the things you say to people and some of the things you do and some of the positions you take, things that you wouldn't dare get behind at your current age. How will that make you feel? How will it make you feel if somehow the memory bank thing got pulled up on Twitter? And you see it all the time. You'll see, it happens a lot with athletes, especially cats when they're in college, will say something really, really stupid while they're in college. And then they'll go on to be mega successful and make all this money and, and do all these high points in their lives. But then, damn it, all it takes is one intrepid person or somebody with zero time on their hands to go rifling through thousands upon thousands of tweets to find something racist or misogynistic or homophobic or, or xenophobic or whatever that you said in a random wanton tweet five or six years ago. Hell, in some cases, five or six months ago. Maybe five or six days ago. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's freedom of speech, freedom of speech. I figured that somebody would probably think up the whole freedom of speech thing. Well, look, I'm a professional journalist. And pretty much professional journalists and attorneys have one thing in common. We know the damn First Amendment like the back of our hand. And trust me, I'm going to bust it out for you right now. So for those of you talking that free, free speech, freedom of speech nonsense, let me break down for you. Here it is. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right for people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So let's break that down. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise of. What that means is Congress cannot make any sort of laws banning any sort of religion in this country. So sorry you fundamentalist Christians and right-wingers, Islam is going nowhere. Neither is Catholicism, neither is Judaism, neither, neither is Buddhism. You wanna know what else ain't going nowhere? Satanism. I know it makes you uncomfortable, not going anywhere. In fact, Congress cannot make laws abridging anything. So when you hear some, some zipper head on Twitter say that this is a Christian nation, it's not. What? It's a nation of whatever the hell you want to observe or not observe. That's up to you. You want to know why? It's a free country. You can do whatever the hell you want. Another thing that the First Amendment says is it will not abridge the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble. What that means is you cannot be arrested for saying certain things. By the way, there are certain things you can be arrested for. You can't make threats against government officials. So you know all those wonderfully bright gentlemen who were making threats against President Bush and President Obama and you wonder why the Secret Service showed up at your house like 10 minutes later, that's the one part of freedom of speech that ain't free. Can't do that. You can't go threatening government officials, and you really can't threaten the president. So what that means is you can say whatever the hell it is you want. You can be as racist, as homophobic, as misogynistic, as, as xenophobic, as just as mean and as rude as you want. And by the way, just as, before I finish this off, why the hell is it that everybody seems to want to fight for the right to be an asshole? That's not cool. I really don't get that. 
why do you want to be it why do you want to fight so hard to be so terrible to people i don't get that you hardly ever hear anybody complaining about my 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 free speech i wasn't allowed to say how wonderful puppies are i wasn't i wasn't allowed to tell this person how awesome they think i think they are how great i think this organization is no it's always why is it i'm not allowed to call him a racial slur damn it's my freedom of speech my freedom of speech is being trampled upon you know all the while you're trying to restrict the freedom of speech of others my freedom of speech is trampled upon how come i they're taking away my freedom of speech you can't fire me that's freedom of speech wrong there homie nothing in the first amendment says you cannot be fired in fact the first amendment does not protect you from the following things being fired being punched in the face being kicked out of a club being banned from an internet chat room being banned from a building being banned from a particular organization being kicked out of an organization it doesn't protect you from getting choked it doesn't protect you from getting slapped it doesn't protect you from getting a drink thrown in your face it does not protect you from anything other than incarceration and even then if you're threatening people you can be incarcerated for that so good luck. Your freedom of speech is very, very limited when you think about it. There's only certain things that you can or cannot say or do. But why the hell would you want to say it? Why would you want to be racist? Why would you want to have the right to say nasty, terrible, evil things about people? I don't get it. Help me out. Because it seems to be the only time people really give a damn about freedom of speech is how come I can't say something racist? Why does everybody get so sensitive? Why is everybody so politically correct? Oh, that term, politically correct, politically correct. Look here, I'm old enough to remember when the term politically correct became a part of the American lexicon. It was about 25 years ago. It was the early 90s. And, we're, and you have to understand at the times that this was coming around. The whole politically correct thing started when we're coming out of the 1980s, when you could still drop homophobic slurs in public and really not have it be frowned upon. Case in point. And this is, mind you, the 1980s, and we're well into the 90s by this point. I have the WWE Network. Shameless plug, $9.99. You want to watch WrestleMania? It's better to do that than, than spend $60 on the damn pay-per-view. Don't do that. There ain't $60 worth of see in WWE right now. Don't do that. Get the network. So, yeah, I watch the WWE Network. And one of my many things I do when I have time on my hands, which these days ain't very often... One of the things I decided to do is I decided to watch the entire year's worth of Monday Night Raw shows from the year of 1997. Well, to be fair, I started at about mid-1996, and I was going to go all the way to the end of 97 because that's the transitional period for when WWF, which it was known at the time, went from being this campy, kid-friendly crap to the Attitude Era. And just watching some of those shows... You have to understand that even in late the late 1990s, the world was a far different place than it is right now. Some of the things that Jerry Lawler would say on air, some of the things they would get away with, some of the things they would do would be so beyond the pale what is now 20 years later. How about that, by the way? 20 damn years. 20 years later. It, when you see what went on in the 90s and you look at it today, yes, I hate to break it to you, you old fogies, you old farts, there are some things that needed to go from the American lexicon, all right? You can't go calling gay people by a certain three-letter F word, or six, depending on whether you feel like stretching the whole thing out. You can't say that anymore. You can't come out and say evil things about, about Muslims. You can't do that. If you want to go back a little bit further into the history, you can't say certain things about Irish people anymore. You can't say certain things about Catholics. Do I even need to get into the things you can't say about black people and Latinos? Come on now. 
Let, let's let's get over this whole idea that the world is somehow so much worse because you can't call somebody a racial slur on the street anymore. Is the country really so bad off because you can't discriminate against a Muslim in public? Is the country really so bad off because you're not allowed to call a, a Mexican a rapist? Is that really a bad thing? Is that really is what's wrong with society today? There's not enough racial slurs and enough mean BS being thrown at people on a daily basis. I mean, it's bad enough that there are people who can't get on Twitter or on Facebook without having some ass clown show up on there and tell them to kill themselves and do so in a manner that they would only do online because if they tried to say it in person, they might get two-pieced. But now you have this weird fascination with people wanting to be mean. That ain't right. Why the hell does everybody want to be so damn mean? This world's mean enough. It's tough enough. And I'm the first one to say it. Yes, there are certain things about today's society that have gotten a little too soft. Stop giving kids trophies for participating in, in sporting events. That's politically correct BS. That's weak, okay? You want to know what's not weak? Not being able to call some, call some black person an N-word. You want to know what's not weak? A bunch of black people standing up to the police and saying, look, police brutality is BS. That's not political correctness. That, that, that's not. Most people get that confused. You want to know what's not weak? Being able to get online and not have somebody thrust upon you their opinion as if their opinion matters. Because that's another thing about social media and about the way that this society has gone in general. I'm going to start to wrap this up soon, by the way, too. Is that we have allowed social media to lead people to believe that their opinion really matters. That what they think really should have a say in what you do. Let me put it to you like this. And I'm going to say it the way that my mother would have said it or my dad would have said it. If your ass ain't paying no bills around here, what you got to say really don't matter. So guess what? If I put off some tweet getting off just some random thought in my head, and apparently 2,000 people, which by the way, thank you, it's at J. Scott Smith. Be sure to tell friends. that Nearly 2,000 people, for some bizarre reason, want to follow my ass and I feel the need to espouse what I feel to those 2,000 people, that's not an invitation for you to respond with some sort of asinine opinion of how wrong I am or making some outrageous claim about my character or, you know, just being a dick. Don't do that. You want to know why? Because I'll block you and I'll send you on your way. I don't need your follow. I can get five more. Thank you very much. But the thing is, and I hope that this point has been really abundantly made to people here. Let's start treating each other better. At the very least, if you don't know somebody, running up on them and telling them how much they suck and then getting mad, that's another fun part. You'll have somebody out of just nowhere run up and just say all these nasty things about you. And as soon as you simply respond back to them, they have the nerve to get offended. What? Oh, I was just expressing my opinion. I don't know how certain people do it. I don't know how Jamel does it. Because she has a lot of these jagoffs running up and telling her that she sucks and her show sucks every day. Which is really bizarre. You follow somebody online just to tell them they suck. You follow them and repeatedly tweet them or send them messages on Facebook or put ridiculously asinine comments under their pictures on Instagram or whatever. Telling them how awful they are and how much they suck and how much you hate their show. Yet you follow them. They don't follow you. They didn't ask you to follow them. They didn't ask you to watch their show. But yet you follow them, and every day you harangue them and harass them and tell them how much they suck. Well, 
Here's the thing, and in some cases you'll call him a loser. Here's the thing, who's really the loser in the equation? Because no matter how much you tell Jamel Hill, or no matter how much you tell Bamani Jones, or no matter how much you tell any anybody in WWE, or tell anybody who's on CNN how much they suck, they're still cutting that CNN check, and you're still out here working at Mickey D's. Damn! Who really won in this equation? Great, you got a sick burn on Twitter, dude. How about this? If you don't like them, don't follow them. You ain't got to say anything nice about them. You don't have to like them. Just don't follow them. If, you don't, if I don't like somebody, guess what? I don't follow them. There are people I don't care for. I don't follow them. I follow the Game Grumps. Why? Because I love their show on YouTube. All right? I follow up, up, down, down. Why? Because I really dig Xavier Woods playing video games. I'm a gamer, by the way. I, I'm, I'm trying to step my game up on my systems. I follow all kinds of things. Why? Because I like them. I follow different reporters. Why? Because I like them. Or I'm interested in them, what they have to say. If I don't like you, I go up to that little button and hit unfollow, and I keep it pushing. It's not important. We need to start treating people better. In closing, let's treat people better. Because when you look at where this society, especially here in the United States, is headed, we are in a lot of damn trouble. I saw what happened in Chicago. Everybody saw what happened in Chicago last Friday night. That shit was crazy was nuts it's the type of thing that i've heard my parents talk about that went on back in the 1960s you got people literally throwing haymakers at a political rally okay and a lot of it yes is spurred on by the particular candidate whose political rally that they were fighting in no i'm not giving you his name because he doesn't deserve to get his name mentioned here i'm not fond of mentioning racists on my show so we won't do it but that's the thing people are so out of pocket in 2016 that we are willing to throw hands because that's the crazy thing you know what i will mention his name the funny thing about donald trump is and i've seen this meme posted a thousand times and mind you i'm not taking a political stance here one way or the other if you want to be a democrat or a republican knock yourself out but the one thing i noticed about trump that really stands out is the fact that he is a human comment section he says the things that most people only say in the comment sections of news stories. By the way, don't read those. You just don't do it. You don't want to do it. Stay away from the comment section. The next comment section of a story that I've written that I will read again will be the first. You want to know why? Because I don't flip and do it, and neither should you. But yes, Donald Trump basically is a human comment section in a racist chat room. And his rallies have unfortunately turned into the racist chat room except for the two or three random people who just happen to peek into the chat room and they get forcefully ejected out of the chat room by the moderator. Well, now you unfortunately had it bubble to the surface last week. But that is just a byproduct of where dialogue in this country is gone. People don't respect one another anymore. And that's got to change. That's really got to change. Because I enjoy everybody I commiserate with on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram at J. Scott Smith. I, I, I really dig kicking it with all of you and talking to you. Hell, I know a fair amount of you, so it makes it pretty easy. But it's gotten to the point where I'm thinking I might have to ditch at least my Facebook or reconfigure the damn thing because it's getting too crowded with too many people who bring too many bad vibes and, and bullshit into the equation. And I just have time for that. And neither should you. If I get on Facebook, it's to look up goofy videos read up on some interesting news stories, kick it in a couple of Facebook groups, and I'm going to keep it pressing. It's a way I get through the day. Other than that, I'm on YouTube, or I'm on Instagram, or I'm on Twitter. And there we go.
Thank you so much. This is episode two. Coming up, next episode, Flint. It's the episode that I've, uh, this one is going to get a little personal. And while I'm not from Flint, I'm actually from Detroit. Yeah, what up, Detroit? I've worked in Flint. I have friends in Flint. I've had classmates at MSU from Flint. That, that, that thing, that, that's an onion with so many layers that I had to get something off about it. So that's the next episode. But for this one, I want to thank you very much for supporting the show. And by the way, this show is powered by Amazon. What? You may notice if you go to the blog, which is, you know, J. Scott Confidential, jscottsmith.wordpress.com. If you're on this blog right now, you'll see a little link under here for Amazon. Click on that. Click on that link. You want to know why? Because that helps support this show. So I'm not saying you have to buy anything in particular, but if you do, just use this link. And anytime you buy something, a little bit of it gets chipped off to me to help keep this show moving. And hopefully, it'll one day help set me up to get a brand new computer and an even better studio setup. So again, shout out to Amazon.com for helping your brother out here on JSC Radio. So until next time, take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pets spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. This is JSC Radio.